0: Today on CityCast Chicago, I'm still a little tired after celebrating yesterday's historic win. The Chicago Sky snagged their first WNBA title ever, and your boy was in the building. Congrats to the Sky for beating the Mercury 80-74. to 74. The team brought some much-needed joy to our city in recent weeks. We'll have more details about the win later in the show, but first, a little north of the sky on the lake, the Bears lost to their big time rivals, the Packers, 24 to 14. And there are plenty of questions about the team and what's next for them, but a big one is actually the stadium. You see, the Bears continue to spar with city leaders over the future of where the team plays, at Soldier Field or potentially suburban Arlington Heights. But what do the people in either city have to gain with the stadium there? An economist breaks it down for us and the answer might just surprise you. Monday, October 18th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. Soldier Field is the smallest stadium in the NFL, and the Bears think they have a better chance of getting more seats and a roof to keep out the snow in Arlington Heights rather than Chicago. This isn't the first time the team has asked for an updated stadium. 20 years ago, it was supposedly about giving fans a better view and better amenities, and that's how we ended up with Soldier Field spaceship design, which the city is still paying for through tax revenues from hotels. Alan Sanderson is a sports economist with the University of Chicago. Speaking of the situation the Bears were in 20 years ago when we renovated Soldier Field, can you tell me, how did that debate differ than what we're looking at now? Because I remember they didn't even want a dome back then because they wanted to keep that bare weather how did that debate 20 years ago look different? A
1: lot of people and people more important than me were telling the Bears, "Don't don't do this. <laughs> go somewhere else. You know, go over by at that point. You know, what was Comiskey Park or US Cellular Field? The Bears had other options. They just didn't want to take them. Uh, 20 years ago, uh, Soldier Field was obsolete before the first kickoff. On the other hand. The National Football League is largely just a TV sport. 80% of the Bears' money, 80% of the money for any NFL team is television. That's different uh, from the other sports. So baseball at the other end of the spectrum, uh, fannies in the seats are really important for baseball revenues. They're, they're not for football.
0: When the Bears renovated Soldier Field, that was a $600 million plus project. How much do taxpayers front of that?
1: 400 probably, something like that.
0: I think it was in the $400 million range, and we still paying it off.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. These things are, they have long
0: shelf lives. Is that unique, or how does that compare to other cities and other new stadiums?
1: Not unique. Uh, cities overall are getting smarter about this, that they realize is just not, you know, a, a pot of gold. And in part, it's because you're dealing against... And negotiating with a very powerful monopolist, the NFL and in football cases. The other thing, too, is that virtually everybody inside Soldier Field will be from Chicago. They're just choosing to spend three or four hours there and not at a mall or not at some other activity within the city. The same amount of money gets spent.
0: Stadium in Arlington Heights, that's not a chump change. It could cost up to $2 billion. How much of that would following the taxpayer essentially
1: well according to the bears all of it (laughs) oh no the bears are certainly not planning on putting in much if anything uh to to build that stadium they're hoping in some ways whether it's arlington heights taxpayers and i hardly think that seventy five thousand people are going to come up with two billion dollars or chicago taxpayers or illinois taxpayers somebody's going to have to cough up $2 $2 billion. And that will ultimately be the sticking point. And in general, I mean, overwhelmingly, football stadiums are economic losers, mainly because they're closed all the time. If you take a look at the, um, the Blackhawks and, and, and Bulls, they're going to chew up 50 nights uh, or each of them 50 nights. Then you throw in the Mighty Cyrus concert and the, and the circus or ice shows. You can make that pay. You can't make a football stadium. It just they're closed all the time.
0: Is that an argument to maybe build a new indoor stadium, whether here in Chicago or in Arlington Heights, because you can use it more often, a la, you know, Jerry's World in Dallas. They got prize fights. They have NCAA games. They got big stadium concerts. Like, is, isn't that an argument to build something new?
1: Well, can you get other events like they've done in Texas or done in Los Angeles? Yes. But can you get enough? The other thing with it that I think is interesting, too, if you have these other events, to what extent are they actually new events to the Chicago area and how much are they just replacing events that would have been held in the United Center?
0: Well, this begs the question, why do city officials, especially in the past, say that these big projects will be a moneymaker or a good thing for cities? <laughs>
1: If a stockbroker calls you and says, hey, psst, I got a, got a great deal here, he's trying to sell you something. Okay, Do some people benefit from having the Bears in Chicago? Yes. They're operating restaurants. Okay, So they're selling meals either before the game or, or after the game. Some people benefit. And those people who benefit spend a lot more time with the mayor than you or I do. <laughs> uh, I suspect that if you ask Macy's privately, uh, or other loop businesses, they are probably happy on the Sundays that the Bears are out of town. On Bears weekends, the Bears fans come in, they take up all the parking places. They don't spend a dime outside of Soldier Field. Uh, the merchants have a very bad weekend.
0: I know you're dealing economics, but in terms of sentiment, do you do you have any connection to the Bears staying at Soldier Field, or are you you know, hands in the air and, you know, whatever happens, happens.
1: I imagine in the end, the bears will stay put because somebody's got to come up with $2 billion. And in this climate, uh, I mean, the, the economy in general or the Illinois economy or the Chicago economy, that's a significant amount of money. I suspect in the end, when Arlington Heights starts doing the math, they will find out it's a fairly expensive proposition.
0: I was going to say, you don't think there is enough private money, enough money in seats and naming rights and other uh, concert deals? You know, the is there any money out there um, for a new stadium?
1: Is there some money out there? Yes. Is there enough money out there? No.
0: As far as conversations have gone to this point, Alderman King, who's the alder person that Soldier Field sits in, you know, the mayor, even the governor. Have you know pushed back against using taxpayer funds, but but you still see a future in which the Bears are in Soldier Field. Where do you see that middle ground happening in terms of maybe improvements to Soldier Field?
1: I think there will, there will be some taxpayer money, whether it's Illinois and or Chicago, put into it. But we're talking small amounts of money.
0: What do you think in terms of dollar amount that might come out to?
1: It's got to be south of you know, three or 400 million, something like that.
0: When you say things like that, like I understand, but, you know, it's also like you just, uh, $200 million is not real money. I get it compared to $2 billion, but like that, that is still, that is still a ton of money. Cause as we talked about the $600 million deal for the crappy spaceship, as you call it, the city won't pay off till 2032.
1: No, they, these things are expensive propositions uh Most teams do not want to own their own facility, football teams. They just can't generate enough revenue to pay off. But more and more, as I say, football is a television sport. Uh, It's a lot better to watch a a National Football League game on TV than than to be in Soldier Field. Uh, You're not paying $10 for a hot dog or $10 for a beer. And it's just that I don't care. How big the stadium is, there are only probably 20,000 good seats in a football stadium. <laughs> uh, I mean, just frankly, after that, you're much better off being at home.
0: Professor Sanderson, you are tearing into the, it seems, the entire football viewing experience at the at the stadium outside of those 20,000 seats. Do you feel like there are any benefits to these stadiums? They seem like economic losses. All of the politics don't seem to result in anything other than taxpayers still having to pay something. You know, are, are there any benefits?
1: I think there are. And, and let me put it in this way. If you take a look at your standard television fare, you know, the sitcoms and rom-coms and Dancing with the Star. If you take a look at the the standard programming on TV and ask, what do white people watch? And then ask, what do black people watch? They're totally different shows. Sports is the one unifier in that regard. The, the population as a whole watches sports. They follow the bulls or the Blackhawks or the bears. And I think that's a really good thing. It's a unifying part of a community. And when we didn't have any fannies in the seats, that kept us further apart as a, as a society. And that's too bad. I think we need some things to rally around, you know, that everybody can say, go bears.
0: How do you balance that feeling of, Unity with the economics of the stadium.
1: Yeah, no, it's a tough decision. How much? How much is it worth to us? Are we willing to pay hundred million dollars? Oh, yeah. Are we willing to pay ten billion? Probably not. You know, I'd like to see the city of Chicago have a full spectrum of, of, of sports. Uh, it's good for the city. Uh, is it good for the city economically? Yeah, probably not. Uh, you you can't tell much difference. But I think in terms of the glue that holds society together, or it keeps at least keeps from ripping us apart, that's a big deal.
0: Alan Sanderson is an economics professor at the University of Chicago. I appreciate you stopping by CityCast uh, to get us up to speed with not only the politics, but the economics of Chicago, you know, stadium deals look like. I really appreciate you.
1: Thanks for having me on. And I think it should be said at the end, it may be futile, but go Bears.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Go Bears. Screw the Packers. All right, before I let you go, I got to bring some good news to get you through. As I mentioned earlier, the Chicago Sky got us all crazy yesterday from yelling about their amazing win. They took home the team's first WNBA championship. After being down at halftime, Chicago clawed it back in the fourth quarter, beating the Phoenix Mercury 80-74. to Big shout out to Allie Quigley. A lot of attention has been necessarily put on Candace Parker, VanderSloot, but Quigley came up with a clutch 26 points to close out the Mercury at trust Y'all, the energy in the building yesterday was off the charts. Watching Candace Parker break down, run into her family, one of the best sports moments of my life.
1: In franchise history, the Chicago
0: Congratulations to the sky, and I can't wait to see y'all at the parade. For more Chicago stories, events, and a couple more moments of joy, check out our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Yeah, Dol- Stephanie Dawson played some clutch minutes, clutch baskets. Like... The veterans really stepped up in this one.